Do you long to walk where Jesus walked, sail the Sea of Galilee, and sit under the olive trees in the Garden of Gethsemane? Then join me and Bible teacher Carol McLeod in Israel, March 27th through April 5th, 2023. We would love to have you. Find out more details at angeladonadio.com. Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donadio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, welcome back to the Make Life Matter podcast, and we are right here on the eve of celebrating Independence Day for our nation. Whatever your plans are, I'm so grateful that you are taking a moment to listen in, and you are going to be so grateful that you did. My special guest today is Dave Reaver. He is a Vietnam veteran who served his country with honor. He received many service medals, including the Purple Heart. And he is most grateful for the honor of serving God. In over 50 years of full-time ministry, he has shared Jesus Christ with thousands of people, seeing them transformed by the word of God. And would you welcome to the podcast, my special guest, Dave Reaver. Welcome, Dave. Thanks, Angela. What a joy to be with you on this wonderful opportunity to celebrate God and country and to celebrate you and your podcast because life matters, doesn't it? It and does. You are you're so active in promoting the idea of a whole life, W H O L E, a whole life. And so I'm glad to be here. And Angela, my story is really simple. Mm. It's a story of injury and recovery, but put it in the simplest terms. But it gets real complex whenever you get into the details. Mm. The easy part is I was a Bible college student planning on being a full time pastor married to a girl that was going to be my wife forever as a pastor's wife. Uh, I met her when I was 16, asked her to marry me when I was 16. And she slapped me when she was 13. (laughs) And she said, I'm only 13 years old. I said, but you have the body of a 14 year old. And she slapped me again. (laughs) It was hilarious. Our start was rough, but we both knew it was right. And, uh, her dad, Mr. Smith N. Wesson. <laughs> and all the dads said amen. <laughs> That's right. About 45 times. And that was enough for me to understand. We would wait for any sexual encounters until marriage. And we got married when she graduated from high school. And one of the great stories I share is that we were both virgin when we married. Now that's important. That's mm-hmm. a detail, but it needs to be told to young girls that are willing to say no to young boys that are not willing to wait. Mm. And that's a principle that they can build a relationship on that Brendan and I did that lasted almost 54 years of marriage. She recently passed away with COVID-19 and I'm ready to destroy all of uh, President (laughs) Z of China, all his staff and cabinet and him and everybody else that's Mm. involved in that. And that's, that's not right for me to feel that way, but your listeners understand. Yeah. A lot of them have lost their loved ones yes. for no reason. It should never have happened. Yeah. And uh, you can tell there's a little area of bitterness in me. Well, mm. that's part of the story today. 
I have to deal with that. I'm as human as anybody. I'm not Mr. Perfect, never gets angry or mad. And I have to deal with things. And the first real anger came when I was injured in Vietnam. I looked in the mirror and the grenade blew my face off. Mm. It blew my hands off, blew my fingers off my hands rather. And and almost 50% of my skin was blown off me instantly. 60 pounds of skin was blown off me. I weighed 190 pounds that morning. After the grenade explosion, I weighed 130 pounds. And I was so angered because I made a promise. The last thing I said to my little teenage wife when I went off to war was, she said to me, are you coming back? I said, I'll be back without a scar. Mm -hmm. And that is the fulcrum that this thing balances on. Because I realized when I looked into, I, I am so angered was so angered at that point because I lost my, my face, which was my promise. Mm. And my promise to Brenda was I'd be back without a scar. Yeah. And how do you do that? Yeah. Whenever you look in the mirror and all you see is pieces of skin hanging where nose was, where eyelids were, my face was gone and my hair was gone. My ear was gone. And I dealt with an anger moment that led me to say, I know that I cannot keep that promise. And Angela, I decided to kill myself Mm. because I didn't want her to see. I didn't want her to ever know that what I was facing, she would have to live with the rest of her life. So I tried to take my life and I'm embarrassed at that. Mm. I'm ashamed, but that's life. Yeah. And how do you make that better? Yeah. But you can't do that on your own. If I had my own resources, which I was leaning on, Mm. they failed me. But I went back to that first love before Brenda. Mm. And I was able to draw on a resource that I'd never had to draw on so drastically before. And that resource was the word of God. And when I was a little boy, Let's take a minute for you to understand when I was a little, this is some of the details I've been talking about. Uh, I was born to a woman that couldn't, couldn't nourish me. She couldn't hold me. She almost died. And uh, she never recovered. She did die many years later from my birth. Wow. I had a Mexican nanny and my first language was Spanish before I spoke English. That woman saved my life and put into me what no other person could at that time. She was a godly Mexican woman. I loved her. She was so dear to our whole family. The rest of the story is I'm in Vietnam and the scriptures I learned as a little boy that were taught to me on my way to school when that grenade exploded, which by the way, exploded because I was shot by a sniper Mm. and the bullet hit my hand that was holding the grenade I was trying to throw. And when it blew, it took off half my skin as I've described and my face. But the scripture that came to my mind, I remembered when I was just a kid. And it comes from Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. And this is why Paul is one of my biggest heroes. Listen to what he wrote, verse 19, chapter 1 of Philippians. And I hope your listeners are not going to turn me off because it's a quote of scripture. No, they got to understand. Love they love scripture, it. Scripture is what my life and your Absolutely. life is. It's what we're built on. Absolutely. We're built on the word. And when my world was in fire, my face was on my boots. 
my ear was blown off to a degree that all I could hear was a loud screaming sound as the ear nerve was on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm standing there and this scripture came to my mind. I know that this, this, that's a hand grenade explosion, six inches from my right ear. I know that this Mm -hmm. shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Wow. That according to my earnest expectation and my hope, Angela, in nothing I shall be ashamed. But now, as always, Christ shall be magnified in my body. My scarred, mutilated, horribly messed up body. He'll be magnified, whether it be by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. What came to my mind? And that grenade exploded to live as Christ, to live as Christ, to live as Christ. It started to loop over and over and over to live as Christ. It wasn't to live as Dave. It wasn't to live as Billy Graham, who's one of my great heroes of the modern time. And I worked for him for nine years and his board, my board, shared board members for 20 years. Mm. Yes, he's, it wasn't Billy Graham. It wasn't my mom. It wasn't my dad. It wasn't my favorite pastor, Robert Morris. It was that it was Christ. It was Christ Mm. to live as Christ. So that scripture came alive in me and it held me together when I thought I was dying. And I thought I'm dying for people. I don't even know. That's exactly the thought that went through my mind. And I may have uttered it. I may have actually spoke those words. I don't remember. Mm. I clearly remember I'm dying for people. I don't even know. And that is what Jesus, he, he died for people that he knew, yes, but they didn't know him. Yeah, yeah. He died for people that did not even know him. And the tragedy is he knew them and still died for them. And that's tragedy. That's the greatest tragedy of all time, that an innocent man would die for the guilty. Hmm. Glory is he rose from the dead that we might no longer be guilty and turn the tragedy into a triumph. The life Jesus lived qualified him for the death he died. If he had not been the man he was and lived the way he did, he would have been disqualified as a sacrifice. Mm. But the death Jesus died qualified me for the life he lived. <laughs> did you wow. hear that? Wow. So the death he died qualified him for the life. The, the life he lived qualified him for the death he died. Don't ever forget that. Right. It was perfect. But the death he died qualified me for the life he lived so on the bank of a river i'm on fire half my skin is blown off i have one eye to see with one ear to hear with everything on the right side was gone to the bone i mean and you might remember as a little girl when you saw me i had no nose no eyelids my mouth was all pulled down contracted down i drooled my my teeth are exposed all the five years ago they made me a nose eyelids and fixed my lips and my Mm. my neck and I look, I'm just absolutely handsome. You <laughs> are, if you're shot. watching it online, you're seeing how handsome he is. <laughs> I'm lying through my split teeth, but I got to tell you, I am, I'm so happy today and I'm so mm-hmm. proud of my nose. It's a boy. I didn't know if you know, it's a boy. <laughs> so proud of it. <laughs> but they put old Humpty Dumpty back together. I, I was in the hospital for 13, 14 months, 13 surgeries and 47 surgeries later. Oh, I've had 60 operations and that includes now my nose and eyelids and lips and, and my mouth, and my neck and my hand, my right hand, which listeners can't see, but it was blown in half mm. and they got the fingers back on. They just don't work. And mm. all that to say, 
I'm talking to a beautiful lady on the podcast. My life is happy. Uh, the hardest thing I've ever faced was not the day that the injury took place. It wasn't the day they showed me my face in a mirror and walked away with the mirror and my hope. And I took every effort to kill myself and failed. Mm -hmm. I actually to describe it in a few words. I actually didn't have a gun or knife to kill myself. So I pulled out the tube, Mm -hmm. but I got hungry because I pulled the wrong tube. I pulled out lunch. So I failed in that. (laughs) And uh, the big turning point wasn't then. It wasn't even my greatest fear that Brenda would actually see the monster she received when she kissed me goodbye. She thought her handsome young prince would come back handsome and young and a prince, but she got a monster. That was horrible, but that wasn't the worst. The most difficult thing I've ever done for my country is to bring home on a C-130 at 21,000 feet, an airplane full of dead bodies of the great heroes that laid down their lives for our country. Mm. To be processed at Baghdad and interned in the cemeteries of their choice or family's choice. That it was hard, but not the hardest. Hardest thing I've ever done was not face her whenever she looked at me for the first time and I expected to be told, you're embarrassing, I could walk down the street with you. As a woman said to her husband in the bed next to mine, and she walked out, I thought Brenda will do the same thing. She wow. didn't. Wow. That was tough, but that wasn't the hardest. You know, in life, you have to fight for what you want. You have to fight to keep what you love, right? You know that, Amy. Right. Everybody listening knows. If you don't guard it, if you don't protect it, if you don't defend it, you'll lose it. I had to guard and protect from a distance. I got drafted. I'm sent to war. And my little wife gets a job at Allstate Insurance. That You know, that's the insurance company wants you in their good hands. Yeah. Well, her co-worker wanted her in his good hands. Mm. And he actually kept trying to take my wife out on a date. He knew she's married. Had the ring on and she had told him the story. My husband's in the war fighting for our freedom. Still, I got even with that boy. <laughs> I buy State Farm insurance. I just want you to know, Angela, I, I'm a State Farm guy. That's silly, but I got to get even. I got to get right. And then I get injured. Mm. I come back. And the medic, the medic in my in my intensive care unit, the medic tried to take my wife. I got even with him. One night, three o'clock in the morning, I acted like I was dying and I hyperventilated intentionally, quick, deep breathing, short breathing and, and set off the alarm. He comes in and he got down to listen to what I was whispering. When he had his ear close, I bit him. Oh. <laughs> I bit him out of the ear. And I bit him. And I told him with my clenched teeth, I said, you touch her and I'll kill you. It scared him so bad. What's I, what am I going to use to kill her? The nose? The hose that's up my nose? I'm going to use? He never came back. I got even with that boy. The third one, I get out of the hospital. We go back to college together. Her professor starts bringing her flowers. Oh, wow. Like you did. She was a beautiful, beautiful lady. And he thought he could take my wife. Hmm. I thought the student brought apples to the teacher, not the teacher bringing flowers to the student. Right. I never met the guy, but one day in the hall, he saw me, her husband. I had one eye, one ear, and one nostril. The right side of my head was smooth, red skin, no nose, no mouth, just that where lips used to be a hole. <laughs> he saw me and he thought, whoa, the other guy must not have made it. <laughs> he didn't want to become another guy. <laughs> he never brought another flower to her. And then the fourth guy, and then I'll quit answering. The fourth guy came along and he wooed her. And the difference in him and the other three was he really loved her. And I got to give him credit for that because he knew quality when he met her. And he 
brought her gifts I couldn't afford. And uh, those that know me may have heard that uh, my wife left me for another man. And I found out his name and I know now where he lives. His name is Jesus. Mm. And she took off mm. with the one that loved her the most. Mm. And it's okay. Mm. It's okay. Mm. Now, all that said, how do you move forward? Yeah. How does that person listening say, I can't go another day? Mm. You can. And you will. Mm. You'll make it. I'm making it. Yeah, it hurts. And yeah, I, I weep and I, I'm really not crying. I'm allergic to the carpet in my own house. <laughs> I just tell you, I want your listeners to know everything is in your favor. Everything is in your favor. Mm. Don't give up. Don't quit. Go to the word of God. Go to the Gospel of John. Go to the book of Acts and read those two books together. Read the Gospel of John and go right into the book of Acts. And read and understand how Jesus interfaced with these people. And how he promised them he would come again. And he's going to keep that promise. He came the first time with all odds against him. He's coming the second time with all odds in favor of him. Mm. We're going to see it through. We're going to make it. And so... To share my story, I have to include the most difficult thing I've ever faced, and that's losing my sweet Brenda. Yeah. I'm doing just great, Angela. Mm. I'm doing good. And my regret is I can't go back and fight again for my country, but I'm doing everything I can fighting not with an M16. Today, I fight with a John 316. Mm. In the schools, in the military, I travel all over the world. At 75 years old, I travel the whole world with military. I'm a resiliency trainer in the Comprehensive Soldier Fitness Program. They send me to Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Afghanistan, Iraq, Bosnia, Kosovo, Syria, North Africa, South Korea. I can go on on Japan, Okinawa, all these countries. They don't send me because I'm good looking. Anybody on the that's watching, if they can see the podcast you're doing, they can say I ain't good looking. They don't, they don't send me because of my my strength. I'm not strong anymore. They don't send me because of my academic achievements. I tell everybody that I was in the top 10% of the lower one-third of my class. <laughs> and five out of four people don't understand fractions. And if they didn't understand that on the podcast, they were probably in my class. Mm-hmm. So why did they send me? And here's the bottom line. This is why I live. Mm. that none should perish but that all can come to repentance Mm. through jesus christ Mm. to live is christ wow wow dave you've been a hero of mine for so long and if anyone is listening to you for the first time i know that you're you're their hero now as well i'm getting emotional because i i'm so not only moved by your story and your service. Thank you. Thank you for not only giving your yes to our country, but giving your yes to God, what that has meant, the way you have made your life matter. This is not the story you may have chosen, but it's the story that God wrote and you let him take the pen and the way that you have let him use you over these 50, 60, now 75 years of your life, Dave, it's 
I, I mean, and I wrote, I said in your bio that you've impacted thousands. I know it's not thousands. I believe it's millions. I believe you oh, won't even know until heaven, the, the extent of how you saying yes to God. I have to ask you a couple of quick, quick questions before Please I do. ask you one that I always ask. I want to know two things. One, how have you been able to move past bitterness? Because you could have said 50 years ago, I don't want anything to do with God. And secondly, how have you been able to maintain the sense of humor <laughs> that you have that is, is so infectious? It's so uniquely Dave Reaver. If anyone has ever heard you, they know they're going to be inspired, but they're also going to laugh. And that might be unexpected for someone who's hearing your story. So Dave, how can someone who's gone through something, maybe not what, what you've experienced, but a painful experience, how do they move past bitterness and how do we maintain the sense of humor that God has given you? The second answers the first question. Okay. The second answers the first. Here's the, your second question. How do you maintain the humor? The humor is what maintains my a sweet spirit with the Lord. Mm. Humor pushes out bitterness, That's pushes good. away darkness. When you laugh, your whole body gets better. Yeah. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. I just overdose, Angela. I overdose. <laughs> I'm not going to sit around feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. So I laughed my way out of hell and I'm laughing my way through the pretty gates. Mm. And I'm going to get there with blisters on my feet and my hair on fire because I went through hell to get there. Yeah. But I get there. I'm going to get there. And the point is, if I sat around in bitterness, I destroy every opportunity for success. Bitterness will destroy you. Humor will restore you. Oh, that's so good. Destroy or restore. Oh, and so I just I just have enjoyed my life and my little sweet wife didn't didn't turn me away. In fact, whenever she came into the room the first time to see me, I was terrified. I was looking at the tubes wondering which tube do I pull? They're not labeled suicide tube, coffee with cream tube, hamburger with cheese tube. No. They're just not marked. I know which one to pull, Angela. And before I could decide, she's standing at the foot of my bed. She read my name and looked at me and couldn't recognize me. She said, Doc, that's not Dave. One side of my head was swollen to the side of my shoulder. The other side of my head was skull. Wow. How do you look at that and identify it? <clears throat> he said, yes, it is. So he took her to the head of the bed from the foot of the bed. And she looked into my eyes. Mm. One eye was gray. It couldn't see. But someone said the eyes are the windows of the soul. Yeah. She looked in my good eye, and I guess she saw furniture in the house she recognized. Aww. She said, this is Dave. And she bent down and kissed what was left of my face. And she said, I just want you to know I really love you. Welcome home, Davey. Aww. And when she says, Davey, wow. Mm. I said, I'm sorry. She mm. said, why? I said, well, I knew I could never look good for her. And I said, baby, I'm sorry. I can never look good for you again. I broke that promise, you know. She said, Davey, you never were good looking anyhow. <laughs> That's exactly our conversation. Aww. We both laughed and it hurt me more than it did hurt to laugh. Aww. But that's the start of our recovery. Laughter was mm -hmm. the foundation. Hope was our foundation. So the scripture to live is Christ. You ought to die is game, but when it's time to die, it'll be game. But it wasn't time. That's good, Dave.
And I did have millions. And I mean this. I did have millions. God wanted me to speak to. In fact, records show that I've addressed over 8 million students in public schools face to face by video on channel. What what was called the teen satellite network, which I developed on SATCOM, SATCOM 5 satellite, I think it was. We addressed 6 million students in 60 minutes at a cost of $60,000. The best investment I'd ever made. I do speak to millions and I got millions more yet to speak to. Mm. And I'm probably speaking to hundreds of thousands right now. I don't even know about. That's right. Wow. It's in, and your story is not only one of obedience, Dave and perseverance, resilience, so many things that we could um, comment just on your character, but it's also a love story. I've never heard you speak that you don't include Brenda. That Always. You, <laughs> you don't talk about your, the, the way your eyes light up. I had the joy of sitting across from you at a dinner table in, in, uh, in at Synergize in Orlando earlier this year. And we sat side by side and I got to hear, you know, firsthand and flip through your camera roll and see the way God's <laughs> and some impacting ways. We had a lovely dinner conversation, but what I took away so much was the, the love story between you and Brenda. It's inspiring. It's inspiring because so many of us have not been through what you've been through and yet we don't even love as well as you have. And so I want to thank you not only for the way you've loved God, the way you've loved country, the way you've loved others, the way you've made your life matter in so many ways, but Dave, the way you loved Brenda and the way you continue to love her now and what a reunion that's going to be when it is yeah. time, when it is time that to yeah. die is gained. But for all of us, the message that while we're here, let's make our life matter to live is Christ. And you're, you're being very honest to say you would have never made it this far without the love of God that has sustained you, that carried yeah. you, that it, that it strengthened you. I want to know the work you're doing for veterans, but I want to ask you one last question before we close with that. Dave, you've made your life matter for millions. Other than Jesus, what person in the Bible has inspired you to make life matter? Well, first of all, you've heard me speak of Paul. Yeah. Paul is one of my great heroes because I quote him all the time. Yeah. But from the Old Testament, there's a hero and his name is Gideon. Mm. He was a military man and he was a special forces. He was not only a general over thousands, but God made him a leader of 300 and reduced his fighting force to a small group which is special forces but he made a statement that i hold on very dearly that has guided me for decades he said the sword of the lord and of gideon Mm -hmm. which is to say god's going to take this victory all the way to right to the finish line then gideon gets to push it across and here's what i'm saying for a guy that loses his face, most of the time he loses his ego with it. Mm. You understand that? Yeah. If I allowed myself to self go into self-pity, I'd look in the mirror and say, I'll never show my face in public. And in fact, I've shown my face in public in one occasion to 365,000 people at one time mm. on giant screens at Washington, D.C., on the mall. I've spoken to hundreds of thousands in public at one time. Why, why didn't it bother me? Because the sword of the Lord and Gideon, God restored my ego. Mm. You have to have a righteous ego. You have to have a self-interest in what you do to the point that you have self-confidence. But mm. I can do all things 
but it's through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. And it's a partnership between me and Jesus. And Gideon taught me that. A special forces commando who taught me this special forces commando. I was assigned to SEAL Team 1, but I was not a SEAL. I was the boat guy. I was a brown water black beret. Some of the baddest, coolest guys on the face of the earth were now called special boat teams. And we drive the fastest boats in the world for the military. Wow. I'm proud of my service. I'm proud that I could serve God and country. Now it's just all I've got to the end. And when it comes across, I say the sword of the Lord and Dave Reaver. Oh, that's. Sick. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to confirm what I believe. And when Brenda got there, I'm all worried about missing her. She throws her arms around Jesus and says, Dave, who? (laughs) (laughs) She's happy. I'm just learning how to be happy again, but I'm getting there. Oh, that means so much. Wow. And no one's ever said Gideon. And he's such an interesting person in the Bible, but I can see it. I can completely see that. And he's probably going to be so excited to welcome you when that day comes. We're not rushing it by any means. We're not rushing it. So Dave, in our final moments, before you pray over our listeners, tell us the work you're doing, because I know people want to know how they can support your ministry. How can they be a part of what you're doing? You are still continuing to do work with veterans today. So help us know how you'd most like them to connect with what you're doing. First of all, what we're doing is we're changing the lives of veterans. We didn't start out with a one and done mentality. Hmm. Our veterans don't come for a week or a year. They come for a week at a time, year after year after year. And guys that we started with at the initiation of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan are still with me. Mm. We have stayed with them for their lifetime. That was my promise. And I've kept it. I've got guys who've been with me now from the very beginning of our ministry effort, from the first graduation class, huge successes. So our veterans program, They came to me and still do on military active duty, broken vessels. We fix them. We keep them. We showcase them and let them tell their story. What's called Patriot Tours. They go out on a bus and we do car shows. We do huge events where the veterans tell their stories on Saturday. Then on Sunday in the church that supports the effort and thousands of people that have come to the car show are introduced to that church. So it's a win-win for everybody. Now, when people support our ministry, they need to know I do not get that money. That money goes, even though I'm CEO of this corporation, my executive board of directors includes generals of the United States Army. They are not pushovers. I have two generals on my board. I have a financial guru. I have a missionary. I have all these folks that are part of this board that has kept me operating on the up and up so people can give confidently they can go online and meet all of us just if you don't remember anything else go to helpavet.com help a vet anybody can remember that yeah. on facebook and youtube just type in dave reaver and i'll spell it d-a-v-e-r-o-e-v like victor e-r it looks like row ever but it's dave reaver and you can do that at DaveReaver.org or Facebook and uh, YouTube. So you can find me easy. Help a vet is easier to remember. And they can see our product. We have shirts for the special forces mm. from the Green Beret. We have shirts from our ministry called Operation Warrior Reconnect. 
And we are living up to our name, Operation Warrior Reconnect. Mm, That's how to get us. And I have books and shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. I hope people go online and see what we got. I do too. And I'll put all that in the show notes too, guys, but please, if you, if, if you're, if you've known about Dave's ministry for, for a long time, what better time right here at the 4th of July coming yeah. up next week, can you celebrate not only country, but God and country and, uh, and, and to support the work that Dave continues to do for our veterans all around the world. Dave, we are forever in your debt. We, we thank you. We love you. You are our hero you're not only one of my personal heroes, but you're a hero to so many people. And I'm so grateful for so many things in your, in your story, but also just the way that you give God your yes. You've chosen humor over bitterness. You've chosen love over anger. And, and you're continuing to inspire, inspiring the next generation, wherever they're listening, all over the world. People listen in over 130 countries to this podcast. So all over the <laughs> world, wherever you're listening, uh, Dave, we thank you. We salute you and uh, we appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. So thank you for your time to be here on the podcast. And uh, and I'm a forever Dave Reaver fan. Guys, go and check out everything, helpavet.com. Dave Reaver, I'll put all that in my show notes. Dave, we're so grateful. And I would love for you to pray over our listeners, especially anyone who's walking through a painful experience to know that to live is Christ. Thank you for that reminder today. Thank you, Angela. Father in heaven, how would be that? Mm. Thy kingdom come, not mine, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth because we all know what's done in heaven. And if we can get your will done on earth the way it's done in heaven, you're building a mansion, we're building the kingdom. And we want to build that kingdom righteously. And on this podcast, under the direction of a lady as beautiful in spirit as she is in physical presence, I pray that this kingdom will come and it will be blessed because the initiation of the effort is not for self-gain. It is for your gain. There will be no invoice from us to you, Lord. We owe you nothing but our lives. There's nothing we can give greater than our lives there's nothing we can give you you have the power over us we don't have the power over you you'll get no invoice we owe you everything Mm. and thank you lord for the listeners that have tuned in and are part of this effort and program that to live is christ and it is vital for us to know we can do all things but we can only do it through you i pray for that broken vessel out there right now that's weeping crying your eyes out Oh, God, heal, heal that broken heart. Heal that broken vessel right now. Let the love of Christ restore what's been shattered, but not destroyed. And before it is destroyed, let the healing presence of Jesus flow through this podcast to everybody listening. I pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, 
Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.